Hello and welcome to Start Choosing You, the podcast designed for recovering people pleasers to put their needs first and live a life that feels exciting, authentic and totally aligned to their needs. I'm your host Meg Sloan, I'm a self-worth coach, wellbeing practitioner and a recovering people pleaser myself. Come on in. Hello everyone and welcome back to Start Choosing You. I just wanted to hop on and say thank you so much for the response to the podcast. I've had a lot of great feedback. I know that a lot of you are listening and I just wanted to say I'm really grateful that you're choosing to spend your time tuning in to me and my amazing guests and I'm really glad that you're enjoying the podcast so far. I did want to let you know that I do have two slots open uh, currently on my three-month one-to-one coaching program. I won't give you all the details now. You can simply head over to my website if that's something of interest to you. I will put the link in the show notes so you can get there easily, but there's a lot more information on there. But if you've been enjoying the podcast, people pleasing is something that you want to work on, then that program is definitely for you. In today's episode, I'm joined by the lovely Nicola Kemp. Nicola is a life and relationship coach and she is also a trainee integrative therapist. We had an amazing chat all about relationships which is arguably one of the main places that people pleasing shows up. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always let me know your key takeaway and what you got from today's episode and yeah I will speak to you very very soon. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Start Choosing You podcast. Today I am joined by my friend Nicola Kemp. It's so good to have you on the podcast Nicola. Thanks for having me Meg, it's great to be here. No problem. For anybody listening who doesn't know you already, can you just let us know who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Nicola, I am an online coach. I'm also training to be a therapist as well and predominantly what I help people with is really connecting to themselves so that they can better connect with other people and of course you know create that more empowered self as well and really get to know themselves and I often think this helps in our connections with others. Yeah and we're going to be talking about relationships today but I think that's so important what you just said I think most people go to their relationship with that other person but actually the relationship with yourself is so important when it comes to that isn't it? definitely affects every other relationship in your life if you have a good relationship with yourself it often goes outwards as well yeah amazing so how does people pleasing tend to impact on our relationships do you think so I personally think it affects it in so many ways and you know if you are people pleasing it might be that you are not creating authentic relationships because you're trying to attune to someone else it might be that you're kind of you know changing yourself a little bit being a bit of a chameleon um because you're wanting to please that other person and obviously because you're not being true to yourself then you might be in a connection with someone who actually isn't really aligned with you and isn't really Mm -hmm. compatible but you're in that connection just because you want to feel accepted you want to feel loved maybe you want to be in that relationship um but obviously it's not a true connection if you're not being yourself and you know if you're with someone who maybe isn't compatible then you know you're not getting your need needs met you're not happy in that relationship you're not with someone who you know would accept the true you without these people pleasing behaviors um also as well like if you are people pleasing it might be that 
you're not expressing your needs and desires to another person, you know, because of that fear of, mm. you know, them leaving you. And, you know, again, you're not happy in that relationship because you're constantly, you know, you're not getting your needs met because you're not asking for that in them, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time people pleasers don't actually like sit and think like, am I happy in this relationship? Like, is this person the right friend colleague family member like for me like am I showing up as my true self in this relationship is often well what does the other person think how do they feel how can I mold myself so I can be a better person for them yeah and it's I think it's a good question to ask like you know are they meeting my needs like I think Mm. a lot of people please us will even go into dating you know thinking oh you know how can I make sure they don't leave me how can I make sure that you know, I'm being the best for them, but actually, are they meeting my needs? Do they, are they compatible with me? Are they showing up for me? You know, and, you yeah. know, being your, being your true self as well. And you're going to be a lot happier in that relationship if you are being your true self and not constantly attuning yourself to someone else because of that fear of being left or not being chosen. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people like stay within relationships just so that they're not alone? Definitely. Yeah. You know, I think, a lot of this people pleasing is down to you know that fear of being alone as well and not feeling you know not feeling totally happy within themselves and essentially people pleasing is a way to gain connection from someone else um because maybe you might feel a little bit disconnected your like in your own self and towards Mm. yourself so you're looking for that connection outside of yourself so they might stay in a relationship simply to have that connection even if it's not actually the best connection for them. It's just that fear of actually, I'm getting a little bit of connection from them. So I'll do that rather than being alone because they kind of fear that not having any of that connection, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. What are attachment styles? Because we've spoken about this before on Instagram and we went into this in quite a bit of detail, but I'm aware that people might not know what they are. Can you explain a bit about what they are? Yeah, definitely. And I think attachment styles really link into this as well. Um, So there's predominantly three different attachment styles. So you have anxious attachment, which I think links most to the sort of people pleasing behaviors. So with anxious attachment, um, you kind of have a bit bit of anxiety towards uh, relationships and things. So it might come from parents who were available sometimes, but not all of the time. So you kind of had that taste of what that real connection feels like, but you didn't get it. You didn't get your needs met all the time. So you kind of crave that like more, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, so often people pleasing, I think, links to a lot, a lot with that one. And I'll talk, talk a little bit about that later. Um, so yeah anxious is kind of like you feel a bit of anxiety you want that true connection you want to try and get closer because you've felt it a little bit but it wasn't always there Um, Mm. avoidant attachment is another one and it's kind of the opposite to anxious so with avoidant attachment you might have had parents who were just not available at all Um, and because of that you have learned to kind of avoid connection or you associate connection with not real connection because your parents weren't there Mm. and it's this kind of feeling of feeling more comfortable away from connection and because your parents maybe weren't 100% emotionally there 
um, you've kind of learned to self-soothe yourself and you feel a little bit more comfortable doing that. So anxious, you want to get close, uh, you yeah. create more closeness and avoidant, you are kind of happy being not close. You're, you're kind of avoiding that connection and anxious, you're kind of wanting more of it. So you're coming a bit closer. Um, and then we have secure attachment as well, which is uh, the one we all wish we had. Um, so if you are securely attached, you feel completely safe in, you know, in your connections. You've probably had parents who were there for you emotionally and you have this deep feeling that you are worthy of love and you are available for that deep connect deep connection so you're mm. comfortable expressing your needs you're comfortable setting boundaries because you know that you're safe on your own and you feel totally safe within relationships as well yeah amazing so that's what we're all aiming for then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you were saying before anxious attachment style is likely to be related to people pleasing yeah 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 so um as I've said, like with anxious, you're kind of craving that closeness more. Um, so you're wanting to get, you want, you, you want more connection basically. And people pleasing is a way of gaining that connection. So, you know, if you do things that make other people happy, then you're going to get, you're going to get that connection back, if that makes sense. Even if it means that you are abandoning yourself a little bit, you're still gaining that connection, which you really, really crave. Mm. And I think it was important what you were saying before as well about like authentic relationships, because I think people please as often are like, well, I have the relationship, even if I'm not happy. And we're saying like that connection, regardless mm. of whether it's good or not, is the main thing. But actually having authentic relationships can be really important and it's not able to happen if the other person is always masking their needs. Can you speak about how we can start to move towards authentic relationships rather than being stuck in this people-pleasing mode? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, um, with the secure attachment, they're really comfortable expressing their needs and setting boundaries. So if you do want to create an authentic relationship, um, it's really important to learn how to do that. And, you know, so people-pleasers might not say something um, they might not express their needs, they might not set a boundary because they have that fear of abandonment and they're afraid they're going to lose, lose that connection, which they really, really want. Um, so, you know, it is all about expressing your needs and being your authentic self and, you know, just seeing if that person is available to meet your needs. So seeing what you want and seeing what you need and seeing if they're able to meet you there. And, you know, and if they're not, that's fine. It just means that it's not a true connection and there's someone out there that is more compatible for you. Um, but again, yeah, if you're not, if you're not expressing your needs and showing what you want a relationship and speaking truly, then you're not giving that other person the chance to meet that. And, mm. you know, the way you build a deep connection is by being yourself and the other person being themselves and sort of building that bond and working together and, you know, listening to each other's thoughts and opinions and boundaries and kind of building that secure relationship together by accepting and adapting together. But if you're not giving the other person the chance to do that, then you're not building that true, you know, that true vulnerable relationship where you understand each other's thoughts and feelings and you're working together as a team and creating that bond. Yeah, and I think people pleasers a lot of times think, 
oh I wish like my friends and family would just like guess how I'm feeling like is it not obvious that I'm like really uncomfortable and like we can just like mind read what what we need but I think it's so important to remind ourselves that although that would be an amazing ideal scenario <laughs> that it's not possible so getting our needs is such like a key place to start but it's quite difficult when you're you're not used to doing that yeah I mean it it is hard because if you do you know if you have had experiences when you know expressing your needs in the past has has meant you know that you were abandoned or you were were left then it can be really hard and it is it is difficult I know a lot of people pleasers really struggle with things like setting boundaries and they get a lot of guilt um but it's just like practicing doing that I remember the first time I did it and I set a boundary and I was like oh my god like that's it like the world's over and then actually what happened was the other person turned around and was like I'm really glad you've said that Mm. and you know and it kind of built built the connection stronger because then they understood how I felt and they were able to go okay so this is what you need and I'm going to adjust to meet that now because I this connection is important to me and I was like oh okay yeah that's amazing and it you know a lot of people think that expressing your needs and boundaries is you know you kind of you know being awkward or being difficult but actually people really appreciate it they want to know how to treat you they want to build that connection and if you don't let them know they they don't understand that and mm. actually it's a nice little roadmap to helping them understand you and they're like they're actually like really grateful for it like if someone tells you oh, I prefer it you know when you do this you're like oh thanks for letting me know because now we can have a better connection because I understand you more yeah yeah definitely I remember the first time I like said no like quite consciously because sometimes I like did it in the past but I'd be like oh yeah like it worked out because of xyz like I didn't really attribute it to myself but I remember the first time I like really intentionally was like okay normally I would say yes but I'm gonna say no and it wasn't even like a full no it was just like a no to a certain part of it and like my stomach like dropped and I was like and it was via text as well so until that person texted back I was like oh my god so stressed but yeah I was exact same where it was like nowhere near as bad as like the worst case scenario I was imagining and so it is about practicing it isn't it yeah and just practicing and realizing that you know the more you practice something you realize oh actually trying to build that thing in your brain where it's like oh I don't get abandoned and I don't get left but if you have that automatic thought that that's going to happen or someone's going to get angry with you and you know I think it's important to say as well like there's ways to set boundaries that are not like really harsh and there's Mm. ways to say things like I think there's different stages to boundaries as well you know you can say things in a nice way like oh you know I really appreciate and I you know I love to see you but actually I'm busy is it all right if we do it another day yeah rather than you don't have to come out with like no I'm busy that's it like people don't you know you don't have to do it in that way and it doesn't have to be as scary as you're making out and there's nice things to say like in your relationships if something's not working for you you know there's nice ways to say things like you know you know, I really love our relationship, but actually when you do this, it makes me feel a bit underappreciated. Would you mind if you did it this way? And, you know, mm. people are like, oh, okay, as long as it's not coming from like really, you know, a really critical way, because I think often sometimes it can come across that way. Mm. Um, and that's something that people pleasers can kind of struggle with as well. If they are constantly giving themselves more they can get quite resentful and they can feel um, because they've kind of not expressed what they needed mm-hmm. giving themselves 
a lot and they can, can end up being quite critical to their partner if they if they are feeling like a bit resentful because they're doing all this stuff and it can kind of build up a bit as well mm. uh, and it you know that's why sometimes it can you know it can end in an argument like a year down the line when you're bringing up all this stuff yeah <laughs> because you've not kind of expressed that earlier on if that makes sense yeah it's like any emotion isn't it if we keep sort of shoving it down it's going to come out eventually and it's usually when it's over something quite small like can't get like the jar open or something like that and then you start crying like it'll still be there but it's just that you're not expressing it um so yeah yeah and that's why I think yeah people pleasers they need to express their needs more and express things um without that kind of fear because otherwise it does build up and that can cause a real issue for the relationship as well if you are keeping things in you're going to get resentful you know Mm. you might do other protest behaviors like withdrawing becoming passive aggressive becoming critical because you're keeping your feelings inside you're not expressing those so that's going to cause a lot of issues for the relationship as well when the other person is kind of like what's going on and you're like I'm fine I'm fine yeah (laughs) the classic (laughs) you're really not fine and it would just be really helpful if you kind of just explained you know adult to adult what's happening and what you're feeling and that gives the relationship a chance to move forward and you know to understand each other meet each other's needs rather than them kind of doing these protest behaviors (laughs) yeah I love what you were saying before as well about like communicating things in a certain way and one thing I always kind of like tell my clients to do when they are expressing like maybe something that they're not happy with is to focus on how they feel rather than how the other person is acting obviously you still want to like keep them accountable particularly if it's something that's really upsetting you but going in and being like well you've done this or you've not done this is obviously going to make them quite defensive so going in and saying when you do x it makes me feel y can be a more helpful approach do you agree yeah definitely and I think it is about you know a thing with you know anxious attachment is you know you will have these anxious thoughts a lot as well. So it's about looking at the situation objectively, maybe challenging any negative thoughts that you're having and being like, okay, is this my anxiety? Like really look at it from, you know, like a helicopter view, look at the bigger picture of it and go, right, what is actually happening here? And then looking at both sides and then expressing how you feel. So I feel this, because like you say, when you use you statements, you are you know it's like you're it it can come across a bit attacky like you're attacking them as a person where if you say like you said I feel when you do this it's like you're saying how you feel so it's coming from that more empowered place and it gives them a chance to say how they're feeling as well and also it's about the behavior it's not about them as a person because if you say you're always doing this you 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 it, it they feel attacked as a person whereas if you say you know when you did this it's about that behavior and they can think okay so it's just that behavior that is making her feel like this if that makes sense so yeah just coming from it objectively and using I statements and not making the other person feel attacked by using you statements because like you say that can lead to them then becoming defensive and using their defense mechanisms you know they might start to withdraw they might start to get critical they might start to become passive aggressive because they feel you know that's their sort of fight response back if that makes sense yeah definitely do you have any thoughts around what someone could do if maybe they have this conversation and the other person doesn't respond in a way that they kind of expected or is helpful for them 
Yeah, so I mean, the only thing you can do is come it, come across it in you know a nice a nice way. You know, you can be assertive, ex express how you feel, and it might be, for example, if you're in a dynamic where you haven't done that before, they might be a little bit like, oh, what's yeah. happening? Yeah, if they're used to you sort of just people pleasing and not seeing anything, it might be a little bit of a shock to them. Definitely. Um, but so that's why I do think it is as soon as you get into a relationship with anyone, any kind of relationships, it's, it's important to express those needs and set those boundaries early and often. So people, you know, you're setting that dynamic up so that the relationship is good. Um, but, you know, if someone isn't, isn't accepting what you're saying, you can kind of give them a little bit of time to rise a little bit. So inviting them and, you know, it might not be that they do it straight away, but just invite them, keep encouraging them. You know, for example, if it's your partner who's, you know, not taking the bin out or something like that, you know, the first time you say it, they might be a bit like, oh, you know, but, you know, just keep, you know, keep trusting that they are going to rise to that boundary. It might take them a little bit of time. Um, and if they're really not, you know, after, you let's say a few weeks, and they're still, you know, they're still not meeting your needs in that way then you can kind of set the boundary a little bit stronger, you know, maybe not, not do it so nice. Just be like, you know, I have explained this to you and I really would appreciate if you did this. And, and if you're not going to do it, then I'm not going to be happy. And then you can sort of set like something that like almost like a consequence. Mm. That makes sense. So I think there is stages to it. So setting an early boundary um, and if they're still not meeting that, you know, you can make that boundary stronger. But essentially, if they're not going to meet your, your needs, then you have to decide, OK, is this the right relationship for me? Is this the right place for me? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I know we're kind of talking about like housework and things like that. But I think those boundaries are often like what lays on the surface and then other needs maybe aren't being met like underneath it as well. So even though it seems quite trivial, be like, all right, okay, they didn't put the bin out, like what's a big deal? But actually yeah. it could be a pattern of not communicating and not listening to your needs as well. Exactly. And, you know, you can say it might be about the bin, but it'd be like, that makes me feel underappreciated or not respected when you also don't help with the housework. Um, so yeah, and it's about reiterating that later on just to make sure that, they are stepping up and at the end of the day if you don't you don't want to be with someone who's not stepping up and not you know not listening to your feelings and your needs um so yeah you need to communicate that with them but if they're not then there needs to be a serious conversation about actually is this you know is this person actually making me happy right now mm, definitely we touched on at the start about the relationship with yourself and how that can like influence other people as well do you have any tips on if we don't have the best relationship with ourselves of kind of where to start with it? Yeah, definitely. So um, like I said, when you have that better relationship with yourself, it, you know, your relationships improve around you. And having a good relationship with yourself is kind of like treating yourself like you would treat your best friend. So it's about speaking yeah. to yourself nicely, but also, you know, treating yourself with care, um, and also just about really getting to know yourself as well. And I feel like this can have such an, a positive impact in so many areas when you actually know yourself, know who you are. Um, so you can express your needs in a way because you know what you want, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so really getting to know yourself, what you enjoy, you know, having that nice community around you as well. And I think this can make a bigger impact on relationships as well because you're actually making yourself happy. You're looking yeah. after yourself um, and, you know, that can make a really positive, happy effect on the relationship when you're making yourself happy and looking after yourself. You almost don't 
feel like you need that other person. You're like, well, I'm good on my own. You know, I've got this great life. You know, I'm doing things that I enjoy. I'm working towards my goals, my career. You know, I've got this really nice group of friends here. I've got this nice community around me. And, I'm, you know, I'm doing things I enjoy. I'm going to the gym. I'm, I've got my hobbies. You kind of have that really happy relationship with yourself. Um, so that you don't think oh actually I need that from another person and it can mm. give you that really empowered state in your relationship so that you're less likely to people please because you're like well I don't need to because I'm happy on my own and whatever happens in the relationship I'm going to be okay and you can kind of say that to yourself when you're expressing your needs and boundaries like well I'm going to be okay anyway I don't need to change myself for you because I'm yeah. fine I'm good I'm looking after myself and I think as well when you build that relationship with yourself you know I think meditating is really good just giving yourself that time and space and focusing on you and I think that can really help you connect with yourself and what you want what you need giving yourself that space to to really understand yourself and you know what it is that you're feeling and that can make such a positive impact on the relationship as well when you know what you're feeling and what you're need, what you need. Whereas if you're not connecting with yourself, not giving yourself that self-care, that self-compassion, you can often like forget yourself when it comes to relationships as well. You can kind of think, oh, well, I don't really know what I want. And I, yeah. it's not coming from that kind of empowered, relaxed space when you do know how you feel and you you do know you do know what you want. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, yeah, I think with people pleasers, a lot of us can see our lives as like consumed by other people. And like you were saying before, like feeling very dependent on other people to meet our needs and give us the things that we want and need in life as well. And I remember the moment because I did so much self-development in 2020 because I had nothing else to do. And I remember like journaling on stuff and I was like, it was definitely like my friendships like I felt very dependent on a lot of them to like give me that connection give me a lot of different things and then I realized like I can be my own friend like I don't have to like wait for other people to I wasn't communicating my needs so to be fair on them they didn't know but at the same time I was like I don't have to like do it within other relationships I can give a lot of this to myself and that was like such a empowering realization yeah it's amazing when you build that really good relationship with yourself and great as well because you can self-soothe yourself so I always used to be like you know if I was feeling down like I've got my friends like cheer me up now I'm just like oh, okay I'm gonna be all right because I've learned how to self-soothe and I speak to myself kindly if I mess up I say to myself oh you're only a human Nicola it's fine and you know I'll self-soothe I'll do something I enjoy I'll go and have a bath and make myself feel better um so yeah it is it is so nice and now I absolutely love spending time on my own like yeah. I'll say and it's you know some of my favorite nights where I'm just sitting on my own journaling and it is like you have that good relationship with yourself and you know that you're going to be okay whatever happens um, and yeah it's really nice not having to look outside of yourself for that um, and realizing you can create and anything you want to create you can kind of create within yourself you can create those feelings within yourself you don't have to seek that outside of yourself yeah and then your relationships start to just naturally become a lot more authentic because you're feeling less dependent on them so you're not kind of in that like more desperate space where you feel that you have to people please and ultimately it's making your relationships like not that fulfilling anyways so it kind of has that ripple out effect doesn't it 
definitely because I think you know to be in a healthy relationship you need two people who you know have themselves but also have the container of the relationship as well and yeah. if you are constantly you know looking outside of yourself and you know looking to your partner to fill those needs you know it is going to feel a bit like you're being very dependent you can get that kind of like a little bit needy feeling mm. um, if you're 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 constantly just looking to that person to fulfill all of your needs where it shouldn't be like that in a relationship. Um, obviously your partner is there to, to be with you and help you through things, but it shouldn't be the sole place that you, you need that from them. Like it's good to like have that independence as well, learn to self soothe. And I honestly think like having, you know, those two independent people as well can really help with things like, you know, like polarity as well and building that attraction and, you know having that space for each other you know if you're going out and doing something that's really interesting you know being able to come back and talk to your partner about that having this amazing day whereas if you're you know you're not having that time to yourself and not you know having those own experiences and having your own life there's kind of like there's nothing there's no really interest in there because mm. you're constantly with that other person or so I really think it can help like build that attraction as well. And, you know, having that space in a relationship can help that connection as well, I think. Yeah, I've always said I couldn't think of anything worse than working with my husband because then we'd have like nothing to talk about and yeah. he would get on my nerves too much as well. But yeah, it's like yeah. having your own independent life is really important. But I think a lot of people, particularly at the start of romantic relationships, kind of lose themselves in that and might not speak to their friends as much but like you were saying it's super important to to have those separate parts of your life and then also have the bits where you collaborate together as well exactly I think a lot of people don't like don't think about that by actually people pleasing and attuning yourself you're actually creating what you don't want to happen so Mm. you have that fear of abandonment if you don't do that but actually by doing that you're probably more likely to have that abandonment because People don't want someone who's constantly changing themselves. They don't want that chameleon. They want you to be you. And, they, mm. and they're, they're probably going to be more attracted to someone who is more grounded and independent and empowered in themselves. They're not, they're not going to want that person who constantly needs all of that, you know, and they're not going to want someone who is inauthentic and changing themselves. And um, I think as well, it can make your partner not trust you if you if they know that you know you kind of change yourself to them then when you're talking about something they're almost not going to trust it because they're thinking well I don't know who she is or I don't know who Mm -hmm. he is because he constantly changes himself to what I need so Mm -hmm. it can make them not make them not trust you you know if if someone does say no to things and sets boundaries and says their needs you kind of know where you stand with them and you will trust that yes even more whereas if they're constantly you know saying certain things and later on they'll be like well actually I didn't want to do that but you said yes they're gonna not they're gonna start to not trust you and think well I don't know I don't actually know does that what she wants and I think that can cause a lot of friction as well in the relationship yeah it's almost like they're trying to second guess what you're really feeling but they don't know because you don't express that and I think it could be helpful to actually like for the people pleaser to sit and consider it from the other person's side and think well if I was you know if they were doing it where they were not setting boundaries not telling me what they need you know saying yes to things even if they didn't mean it like how would I feel and I think that can be a good perspective to look at it from as well definitely like yeah and just think like how it 
yeah how you'd feel in that situation like would you want someone who's not being authentic and true to themselves or would you want someone who's honest and expresses their feelings and lets you know things like you wouldn't want someone who is like kind of like just like doormatting to you because you know if it kind of it's quite unattractive I think like to have someone who's not confident in themselves and you know in, in that relationship you want someone who is confident in themselves and in that empowered state you know it just it builds that polarity and it builds that attraction towards them because you think oh wow they're they're great like they're expressing themselves they they think they have high self-esteem they know they're important they know they're worthy of that love and deep connection whereas the behavior is like people pleasing is kind of saying oh yeah I'm not worthy of that and it's it can mm. make them think that oh well if she doesn't know or he doesn't know his worth do I know their worth if that makes yeah. sense it can kind yeah. of make them question it as well because you know at the end of the day you want someone who's going to push you forward and you know make you be a better person as well and if someone is people pleasing it can kind of make you almost take a little bit advantage of them because you think mm. well, you know they're not they're not stepping up and it can kind of make you into a not not the best person as well because someone else is constantly doing everything for you or putting you first so you kind of think well okay well if they're happy with that <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and I think it's really important for both of the people in the relationship to like improve the self-awareness but also I like have compassion for themselves because as we were talking about before with the attachment styles like there's probably reasons why we're doing these like it's not just that we decided one day to be a people pleaser it's likely that it comes from our childhood and how our needs were met then so recognizing that and having compassion for yourself is really important as well isn't it yeah definitely and yeah just expressing as well you can express to people in your relationships look sometimes I do have this tendency um, this is where it comes from like you know again that's about letting them know about you and just let them know okay it's not about you it's something I'm working through at the moment um, and then you know and if you do do it like I still have times when I do it now as well even though I'm very very aware because it is hard yeah. because it's you know it's deep in your sub- subconscious mind so it is going to be hard to be aware of that all of the time um, but yeah it is just about having compassion with yourself when you do it and then kind of making amends from then as well so you don't have to because you've done it once it doesn't mean oh that's it I'm a people pleaser again you can kind of say oh actually I know I said yes to that thing actually um this is what I feel like you know you don't have to be set in stone and you can kind of work through it and have compassion for yourself because at the end of the day it comes from probably early experiences from you know and it is just a way of you trying to get those connection needs met so you have to have compassion yeah. for yourself, you know, and I think it can help to, you know, speak to that little girl or little boy inside of you and go, oh, okay, why did she do that? It's yeah. because she felt like this and she felt like she needed a bit of connection and just being nice to that part of you and, you know, speak to them nicely and just be like, okay, I know we've done that, but you're okay. Um, so yeah, I think that can really help as well. Yeah, I think a lot of us do like put ourselves into boxes and be really rigid around like what we can and can't do and I think what you said before about like you can change your mind as well like even if you've said yes to something it doesn't mean you have to commit to it and that's part of overcoming people pleasing tendencies as well and even if you say no you don't have to like if you change your mind like oh actually I do want to go but I think so many people just don't give themselves permission to be flexible in a way that works for them and change their mind exactly yeah it's just yeah not black and white you can you know we're all learning we're all growing and it's just about 
being compassionate compassionate with yourself on that journey and kind of just saying to yourself I am learning like mm. I'm just doing the best I can with what I know and as long as you're trying to you know trying to move forward and you know be in that more empowered state then you know that's all you can really do but know that it's not always going to happen like that and and I think that's why the sort of self-connection is so important as well because I think you know when we are going through more stressful times or if we're not prioritizing ourselves I think sometimes we can fall into those sort of autopilot behaviors mm. a lot more um you know it's always going to happen but I feel like it's less like you're more likely to come from that place that you want to be if you are looking after yourself and you're having you know you're you're practicing self-care I think when it comes to things you are more likely to make decisions based on what you want rather than your kind of past behaviors so again yeah. that's why I think the self-connection is so so important yeah and I think it's important to remember as well that like this is a lifelong thing like I think a lot of people when they become aware of people pleasing and things that they want to change they're like right I need to like have us all sorted out by next week but actually it's a lifelong journey and having patience and um, persistence with yourself is really important as well yeah it's just about ex- experimenting trying new things and keep on trying moving forward but again it, when you are changing behaviors and patterns and um, having compassion with yourself like you said you know remember that little person who thought they had to do that to gain love as a child um or whatever situation it was and have compassion for that but yeah just keep trying to move forward and progress yeah I think that's a a fab place to end it um so thank you so much for coming on the podcast Nicola if um people want to connect with you and um find out a bit more about like your work and how to work with you where should they go so I'm available um on nicolajanecoach.com um so you can email me on there and find out more about me and how I help people with this stuff um also you can find me on instagram at nicola jane with three underscores <laughs> i think i the live that we did and i was like i really need to change that name at some point yeah um, i've got underscores as well <laughs> to connect with anyone just feel free to drop me a dm or send me an email if you think you know that you do need to work on this relationship with yourself and others yeah i'd love to connect with you all yeah and definitely let us know your key takeaways from this episode I feel like we've covered a lot so let us know what was the key thing that you you took away from it that would be great thanks for having me on no problem thanks Nicola and there you have it I hope you enjoyed today's episode I remember when I recorded this with Nicola I took a lot from it and now I'm editing it I'm taking a lot from it again so I really hope that you did the same um, as we said please share with us if you are listening and what you found helpful about today's episode and um, please rate and subscribe and review all the lovely stuff that you can do with podcasts now it really does help to get the word out there and please share with anybody that you think this might be helpful to So thank you again for tuning in and I will speak to you next week.